The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Another busy day uh, in the news cycle. We're following a number of things today. Of course, the latest COVID 19 news, the national data modeling numbers that came out today. We'll, we'll get to that coming up. We're going to change things up a little bit today with some other news as well. Some uh, An interesting um, uh, topic we'll get into as well about uh, the the Pentagon um, declassifying those videos of those unidentified flying objects that were recorded years ago, finally releasing them to the public. We'll explore uh, what that means, what they possibly could be with the fellow they call the real Fox Mulder coming up. And uh, first, though, want to continue on just um, to, to, if you were listening for the last half hour, you know that we were uh, listening to a news conference with Jason Nixon, the Minister of Environment and Parks, Don Scott, the Mayor of the RM of Wood Buffalo, John Knelson, the Reeve of Mackenzie County, um, and then a couple other people weighing in there as well on the conditions that are happening in northern Alberta right now with with flooding in communities and ice jams on the river. Before we get to our first guest, uh, again, flooding because of ice jams on the Athabasca and Clearwater Rivers in Fort McMurray and the Peace River in Mackenzie County have led to evacuation orders for some residents in Fort McMurray, Fort Vermilion, and the Tall Creek First Nation at that Beaver Ranch. We're looking at about 13,000 people evacuated right now. The ice jam on the Athabasca River, about 24 kilometers long right now, and that has caused a rise in water levels of between four and a half and six meters. And then on the Peace River, they're saying that um, the total length of the ice jam there was about 38 kilometers. So the breaking ice front has reached Fort Vermilion, continuing to move through town. Um, it is uh, the, the, the front of it between Beaver Ranch and the downstream end of Fort Vermilion. It's causing flooding in both locations. So again, we'll uh, hear more from that news conference coming up right now, though. I mentioned that uh, many people, thousands of people have been evacuated. And one of those people who said, okay, it's time to get out is Joseph Enverga, who was forced out of his home yesterday and and while while it was happening all he could think about really was 2016 when the town was evacuated by wildfires joseph thanks for joining the show this afternoon yes thanks for having me all right so give us an idea of what was happening you said saturday was kind of deceptive in fort mcmurray it was a beautiful day things Mm -hmm. were moving along and then by sunday that had changed tell us what you witnessed um, then during the day and Sunday, uh, the list of evacuations were kind of uh, few and kind of far in between. Um, but things for me personally uh, started to get a little real when uh, the power first flickered. <laughs> that was when I said, mm. okay, let me... Uh, <laughs> at that point, the um, municipality was advising to get a gold bag ready. And, um, and until the power were, uh, first flickered, I wasn't willing to do that. And I think that was on the mind of a lot of our residents as well. Like, we don't want to hear that word again. Don't, don't want to do hear, it again. <laughs> we don't want to hear that uh, that that alarm go off again. Uh, you know, we're so close to our, our fourth year anniversary um, on on May 3rd, May 4th um, for, for the wildfires. Um, but through, through Sunday, uh, I was able to fall asleep at night um, because the... Uh, the alerts weren't um, picking up, 
but when the power went out around 2 o'clock in the morning, that's when uh, I woke up and I saw that the notices were getting uh, more and more. Uh, about four o'clock in the morning, like at that point, I hadn't seen my area been uh, alerted yet to evacuate. I live at the very southeast corner of um, of the downtown site, uh, and um, you know the evacuation orders were coming from the north of me and uh, from the west of me, but my place hadn't been alerted yet to go. But at four o'clock in the morning, uh, I seen half the parking lot of uh, my apartment covered in water. Uh, oh I see my. the reflection of uh, the building next to me. I'm like, wait a sec, why am I seeing the reflection? And then it dawned on me, that's water. <laughs> oh, my so, goodness. Um, so you went outside, and how much water was out there? So within the hour, I had I had my stuff packed. You know, being being a, or being or evacuated a couple years ago kind of mm-hmm. kind of was more ready uh, than, than the first time. Uh, you know, I had all these things, and I packed it away uh, beforehand uh, in my vehicle, and that was ready to go. Um, so I went down and uh, checked the lot and uh, inspected the road to see if I could actually make it out. Uh, when I went to check the road, um, I couldn't tell at that point how uh, how deep it was, and I was panning from left to right. And as, as I panned to my right, I seen these these two guys, one one's in a boat, one's pulling the boat along, and oh the water goodness. is knee-deep. And I'm like, there's no way I am able to drive out. And I'm starting to think, okay, well, how am I supposed to get out of here? And it was at that moment those two guys yelled, hey, man, do you need to get evacuated? And I'm like, uh, yes, please. <laughs> So you got in the boat, and that's where you shot some of that video going through your area of mm-hmm. town, which I was mm-hmm. watching last night and was just, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness. And my heart, and it just, your heart must be aching for your city. It must be feel, it must feel like another huge kick in the gut. My goodness, you know, things, yeah. you know, you've been trying to get on track after the fire, and then we've dealt with the low oil prices. You're dealing with a pandemic, and now this. What mm-hmm. another hit. How does it feel? Um, it's, I like to think that, um, actually I'll start with this, um, what, what we don't realize, and it took a while for, for our residents to realize is after the wildfire, um, a lot of the thinking is we're going to get back to normal, mm-hmm. but, uh, the reality is there is going to be a brand new normal. And, you know, when, when COVID first hit, um, People are, you know, going through this whole thing and everyone's saying, I can't wait to go back to normal. And all I'm thinking is, just wait and see. There's there's not going to be the old normal. It's going to be brand new. Um, And so for us as a city, we're just rediscovering uh, what that new normal is. Um, Then COVID hits. We're trying to discover what normal looks like now altogether as a whole wide world. Um, But, of course, the side effect of that is the the oil dropping and... um, and now, like you've mentioned, in the middle of all of that, suddenly uh, the flood hits. And um, I think one of the most devastating thoughts was one of the one of the big plans to revitalize our city, to bring our city back up, was um, was to revitalize downtown. Yeah. Um, and you know, on the, being on the boat, I didn't realize how much water had gone in, and just going through, um, you know things that you saw on the video um 
was like just a big blow to the gut because I could all I could think was, you know, this was our hope to bring our city back <laughs> to rebuild this downtown. But um, but now here is all this water. Um, Joe. Joseph, um, you you talked and we touched on the pandemic and trying to deal with that through all of this as well. How was that handled when you, uh, the the guys that picked you up on the boat in in downtown Fort McMurray, I think they took you to the evacuation center and uh, you were were moved from there. Kind of what rules were put in place and how did they manage the COVID-19 restrictions dealing with with hundreds of people who are being evacuated at the same time? Um, I could really only speak to uh, what I was able to experience. When they dropped me on dry land, they told me where the bus was to transport me to uh, the uh, evacuation center. The bus itself that brought me there, they were only taking six people at a time. Uh, And in the bus, they they had it all marked out where we were supposed to sit, which was which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and then getting to the evacuation center, um, they did a check-in, uh, just not a check-in, the way they did the check-in was a drive-through method. Um, and, and for those of us who were transported by bus, uh, they had us lined up and uh, with the distancing and, and all that. Joseph for me personally, I had someone pick me up. Okay, so you're staying yeah. you're staying with a friend now, right? Yeah, yeah, a church family. So, lots of people were were very quick to offer, <laughs> uh, now, uh, which which speaks you, to the support here in town. You had mentioned at one point that seeing the lines of cars of people trying to get out of the community really kind of was a was a major flashback to to the wildfire tell us about that yeah i mean even seeing the lines in uh at the evac center uh I'm like oh man lines again and just seeing even on the way to the evacuation center seeing cars pulled over to the side of the road um and then seeing a lineup of cars it, at least this time it was the only one lane because they were all yeah. trying to get to the uh, evacuation center. Um, but just seeing the lineup of cars and people standing up, you know, outside of their cars and trying to figure out what's going on, like just brought back all those memories. How how do you stay positive through all of this? You actually you you have a hopeful sound in your voice, Joseph. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that's a that's a thing, right? Like we can. We can choose to keep our heads down, and it's so easy to be overcome by all, you know, all of these things that quickly happen, and be discouraged. Like it, it, it almost looks like you know, you're, we're, we as a city, we're trying to build a house of cards, <laughs> and you know, oh, here comes this big gust of wind that just topples everything down, and and it's so easy to just hang your head and say, okay, it's time to get out of here. Um, but uh, personally for me, uh, I, I rely on my faith. Um, my, my faith says, you know, put your hope, put your hope in the Lord. Um, and so for me, that's, that's what I'm excited to do. Um, I'm, uh, you know, I've been here for five and a half years and I had, I've seen two things that I didn't think I'd ever have to uh, walk through. Um, but having said that, I am, I am actually excited and I consider myself blessed to have the opportunity to um, to be an encouragement to try to cheer our city on uh, and to point people towards hope.
because when, our, we need a lot of that right now. Before I let you go, Joseph, um, Alberta Strong was the couple of words that came out of that wildfire in 2016. Mm-hmm. We're seeing that again. What does Alberta Absolutely. Strong mean for you today? Uh, for us, it definitely speaks of the unity. Um, you know, it's it's one thing to, to, to put our faith in, in something that, um, that we can't see. Um, but I know that God provides things that we can see as well. And, and I think the whole Alberta Strong thing um, is a very good physical um, rendition, if you will, of, of God's provision, uh, letting us know that, you know what, in a very real way, uh, we are in this together. And uh, just watching the city come together, um, you know, there's no competition there. Everyone's just out to help each other. And it's it's honestly a beautiful thing to be part of. And uh, it speaks very, and I think it's a big reason why people are still sticking around and, and um, you know, have decided to call for McMurray Home. Joseph, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. Um, I'm, I'm always amazed at where people pull their 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 strength from, and mm-hmm. we'll see that in the coming days. And it's you know different sources for different people. I hope that uh, this continues to move forward for you, that things get better quickly for you and all of the folks in Fort McMurray and in in Fort Vermilion. Please stay in touch, and we'll be watching uh, for your updates as well. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay, take care now. That's uh, Joseph Enverga, who is a Fort McMurray resident who went through the, like so many folks uh, up there, who who went through the fire in 2016 and then woke up, you know, Saturday thinking, oh, it's, you know, pretty nice out Sunday, thinking I got to get out of here and then has realized that, you know, uh, thousands of people from Fort McMurray right now having been evacuated in homes underwater. We've heard, you know, Brian and Gene um, uh, talking about the fact, you know, you'll remember he lost his home in the in the Fort McMurray fire. They've rebuilt a new one, and now it is underwater. He has shared his story, and uh, I mean, just just devastating. The, you know, when you try to rebuild, and then this happens again. But uh, is that James Taylor song? I've seen fire, and I've seen rain.